Enough is enough! I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane! And I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. It's fake, phony, fake. Fake, fake, fake. Everything is fake. You are listening to... It's all fake. It's all fake. Diary of a Matt Brown Guy. I am your host, BJ Puri. And let's open up this diary book. It's been a little bit. It's been a... Shit, I think it's been a couple of weeks since I've done one of these. For myself, I've just been real uh, real busy sidetracking, sidetracked with um, with doing um, research for my book that I'm writing. <laughs> well, what the fuck? Might as well, right? Dear Diary, I started writing my book. And um, I finished most of it. I think altogether it'll be about 130, 140 pages with illustrations and all. <laughs> so it'll be uh, it'll be fun. But yeah, in that time span, that's that's literally all I've been doing. It's like researching all the old all the old texts, all the old scriptures, the, the Numa Elish, the Nag Hammadi, uh, Hesiod's uh, theology, the Mahabharata, the Ramayana, all these different cultures. All showing the pretty much the exact same story across the board, just in different forms, different characters, but kind of the same characters also. And um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to relay in this book the history of our creation, and I'm going to do it in song. So the whole thing's going to be in song, just like the Mahabharata, the Mahabharata is is written in song. And him, <laughs> my book is going to be written in song also. So sing it into the into the key. Well, there, there'll, there'll be directives on the, you know, what key you should be in and stuff. So you can play along and participate. It'll be like one of those old pop-up books when you're a kid, you know. <clears throat> Only you'll be singing instead of watching wonderful dynamic 3D pop-ups pop up from the page. <laughs> Although that's not a bad idea. I think it'd be expensive though, you know. Um, so man, I just um. There's been so much garbage on the news. Now we are, this is what, October 7th, 2020, and we are in the midst of, uh, you know, getting close to the election, so everything's getting crazier, you know? There's talk of, oh, a second lockdown, there's talk of secondary COVID spiking, and oh, there's viruses everywhere now. Whatever happened to flu season? Did that just go away now? We've gone two years without a flu season, it's just being COVID season. (laughs) <laughs> and faulty deaths and stuff. Ugh, this this place is just it's just a nightmare. So, uh, but yeah, like, like I said, I've been kind of off the radar for a couple weeks here, um, off of all mainstream media too. And then I come back to this shit, <laughs> like it's getting any better. It's not going to get any better. It won't get any better until uh, it won't get any better until after the elections. And once Trump wins in a fucking landslide, just like you'll see. Listen, this fucking retarded country. Well, I'm in Canada. Well, yeah, you know what? That too. Canada, you, you, the North America, North America altogether. You, people cannot live without news that is trying to slant Donald Trump in one way or another. And that's why, that's another reason why he's going to win this whole fucking thing. Because if he loses this, this election, nobody's watching the news anymore. They got no one to hate. They got, got, you know, got no one to direct their, all their, their, their COVID problems to anymore. And all their hate. They've been hating on this guy since 2016 when he wasn't supposed to win an election that he did. And that's why they've, they've been hating on him. 
and they're going to continue hating on him because now is it just the big show? Now it's all about ratings and shit, you know, and how many people you can you can con- can uh, convince and trick into believing, you know. So that's uh, that's the garbage that is the uh, mainstream media. All of it will end. You'll see. Trump will win in a landslide victory. COVID will be gone away altogether as far as fear goes. And masks will be the dividing factor between people. Basically, the Democratic Party and everybody else on fucking planet. That's it. So the mask agenda will end too. And the COVID virus will end too. It has to. It'll officially end once the vaccines get introduced and stuff. So and we know Trump has some uh, stake into that in Kodak. Both uh, the deal they made with uh, producing these crazy vaccines that will be coming out. So there's that. But until then, chaos, more chaos. Trump just got uh, just got <laughs> just got COVID nineteen. Him and the first lady, both both COVID nineteen paws, and uh, he's under quarantine. This was like this is October seventh now. This was on the Friday of last week. Or Saturday of last week, I believe. It's been like, you know, five, seven, seven days or something. I don't know. Whatever it was. Doesn't matter. The guy's released out of hospital. Took his mask off. He said, don't worry about this COVID shit. We are better than this. You don't have to change your lives for this fucking stupid virus. Bullshit pandemonium. Look at me. I'm going to tear my mask off my face. Look at me. I'm an old man. I'm obese. And I'm strong because there's no COVID. (laughs) You don't got to worry about it. Elect him in, and you'll see that there is no COVID and there's no mask. All this is just one giant ploy against humanity. And that is basically the news. All wrapped up into uh, a little five-minute spiel. And um, that's it. So back to the book. You're seeing how this is my diary and all. (laughs) This is what's going on. The major thing in my life right now is this, this, uh, this book that I've been slaving over and obsessed about well it, it's first of all it's fun in, interesting stuff and it's it'll be on, on the it'll be on the on, on, on the on, uh, on the metamorphosizing thing uh, side of things because when you're I guess you know from the YouTube videos I've seen that have been telling me how to write a book and stuff <laughs> you, you you gotta you gotta edit this stuff just constantly, constantly, because your your views and opinions are gonna change throughout this process. And then as you read, like you gotta read through it a hundred times. That's what that's the standard protocol. Read it through a hundred times, and along those times, you'll probably end up editing it a hundred times. You know, here and there, and you'll end up with something different already. I've I've done two rewrites, and I've ended up with something kind of different um, than the than the first version, but. It, it, it all kind of uh, funnels things into a certain direction and the one direction that you want to take things when you're writing. And, and it's, it's a whole very awesome journey that um, I think a lot, a lot of people should take. It's just a creative process, really. Helps you organize thoughts. You know, helps you to remember things. Helps uh, with recall in this fucking fucked up world that we live in. We, we can't even remember our goddamn phone numbers anymore. Because everything's, you know, tied into the technology and the phones and shit. That we're losing short-term memory altogether. And um, I, I remember being a child. And, 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 and I remember uh, the phone numbers of all my best friends. All my, all my friends. Some of my family members. I had fucking phone numbers memorized. I couldn't tell you what my wife's phone number is right now. No, I probably could. But anybody else's other than my parents? No way. There's no fucking way, you know. 
It's because of technology. You know, these things help. Sure, they sure they do. But do they really help your cognitive skills? I, 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 I don't think so. I really don't. And I think that's that's why we're going backwards and the human brain is shrinking. Um, other than the, you know, the change in hormones and the garbage food they're feeding us and the, the fucking, you know, d- deteriorating uh, atmosphere, <laughs> whatever it is, global climate that they want to call it, the claim, uh, uh, climate change, excuse me, whatever they want to call it. So, but recall is just gone down the window. So when you put forth uh, recall, uh, in in a, in a creative manner, I think it's a great great uh, functioning tool to help um, to help rebuild some of the things you may have lost because of technology. Um, I, I think it's great. I can recall. I'm recalling stuff that I never would have dreamed I would have been able to recall as I'm researching this stuff for 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 my book that I'm writing. See, I'm I'm a, I grew up with the stories of the Ramayana and the Mahabharata when I was a child. You know, my grandparents had all the movies. This was in the 80s. Right when movies were all ultra ultra corny, especially the ones coming out from India, and they had the Ramayan series going on. Fucking thing! If you sat down and watched it, it would take you about three weeks straight, nonstop. That's how long these epics are. <laughs> and and I realized from from the research and writing and reading these books that half of that stuff is not even is missing out of those movies altogether. So when you watch the movies and the TV shows or whatever it is, um, they're 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 not drastically different, but they are they are taking out all kinds of stuff. And I guess that's that's normal. Just like with the Lord of the Rings or the or you know whatever the Hobbit books, you know a lot of the stuff that was in the movies uh, or that a lot of the stuff that was in the books didn't translate over to the movies. You know you only got the big picture here and there, frame by frame, instead of um, all the little stories intertwined that make it. Make the journey so much more impressive, and make the uh, the uh, the whole culminative experience of reading the book a lot more expansive. It's pretty uh, it's pretty amazing the differences. So, but yeah, the uh, the TV shows they missed out on a lot of stuff. So here I am, kind of rediscovering the books, the rediscovering the stories with open eyes. First of all, because you realize the stories are all humanized. You know, the stories of Zeus, the stories, yes, they're gods, but they're humanized. We put them into human figures with godly powers, the, you know, the, 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 the five Pandavas, uh, the, the, the ultra-powerful, superhuman-class humans. But that's how, we, that's how we make stories so that our children can remember. And then when the children remember these stories, now obviously it works because I was a child, and, and when those stories are told to me, I could still recite them this fucking day. But the, the stories that you tell your children are the ones that kind of uh, stick around generationally over the course of even thousands of years. And uh, these stories are all but disappearing, you know. But anyhow, these, you know, once, once you've got these stories and you've humanized them and, and you, you, you can pass them on that way to generation and generation, that's how a story kind of uh, solidifies itself in history. But at the same time, people are literal thinkers too. You know, they don't. Not all of them have the kind of ima- imagine imagination that you might need in order to really decode all the things that are being said in the Mahabharata, or the Ramayana, or the you know Hesiod's Theogony, whatever it is. These humanized uh, 
or the humanizing of these titans and Olympians and the humanizing of the Kshatriyas and the Asuras and the, the Rakshasas, you know, into, into human-like or human-type figurines and stuff. All of it is, is um, it, yes, it's kind of bullshit. You know, if you're going to take the stories literally, you know, first of all, you got to be somewhat insane, right? Because the standard model of thinking is that, you know, these things are myth and they didn't never happen. They're just stories that we tell each other <laughs> that shape humanity and, uh, and, and, and where we came from, where we're going, that sort of thing. But nah, nah when you take them, when you, when you look at the, the stories and you think, what if these aren't people? What if all these characters are are celestial bodies in the sky? What if they're what if they're they're planetary bodies? What if they're moons? What if they're you know uh, solar systems of their own? In ancient times, uh, our skies looked very different. We didn't have a sun going over for half of the day and then gone into the night half the day. What we had was one system system that was standing over the basically the north pole of the of the earth at the time Gaia and this system would interact with other systems that were all over our skies were filled with weird shit that would would freak out the the minds of today's people just freak them out but if you believe in the electric universe and you should and the a lot of these things can can make a lot of sense. So with with the electric universe eyes, the Mahabharata, the Hesiod Theogony, Enuma Elish, the Nag Hammadi, all these things take on completely new meanings, and that's where I'm able to kind of tap into this into this system of thought to where you can create a create a story and kind of make it make make it sense make sense to without using characters and characters names. That you're gonna have to use the characters names because you know Saturn, for example, is. Uh, a, a, a planet that we know of in our solar system that's some, I don't know how many fucking hundreds of thousands of light years away or whatever it is, how many thousand miles or how many hundreds of thousands of miles it is or millions of miles it is away that you can see from your fucking, from your, from your door, you can see it at nighttime as long as it's clear, but you can see it. So, but apparently humans have the vision to see a light that's, you know, millions of miles away. It's pretty awesome, right? I guess we're cooler than uh, the, the mainstream media would have us believe. But um, so Saturn, take for example, is a, is a celestial body out there in our solar system. But, uh, you know, but all these all these planets, they undergo evolutionary change. So at one time it didn't have rings and it looked completely different. And it was huge. It was way bigger than it, than it is today. You know, bigger than Jupiter even today. And. It's in its in its young, uh, in its infancy, essentially, when it was at its biggest uh, and most dominant, it took a polar configuration over Earth, um, over 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 Gaia at the time, and so different cultures call Saturn different names around the world. Indians, it, uh, people in, the, in this valley, call Saturn Vishnu, uh, and you go on the other side of the world, they're they're, they're calling it Quetzalcoatl. You know, you got, that's over in South America, and then. Uh, um, you know, the, the people in the Mesopotamia area, or, or actually the people in the, in, the, in the Greek, now Greek area, would be calling Saturn, they'd be calling a Kronos. You know, so all, all, the, all these names, they coincide and they, 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 they cascade into one another and you've got to decipher it. You've got to, you've got to decode all this stuff, but it all makes sense. All these characters are the same ones that are in our solar system at, at, at this current time, including our Kuiper Belt which is our outermost ring of asteroid belt. Um, 
out by Pluto that Pluto stands by. So, so you have to use the names of of, of all these characters, but you've got to sync them up <laughs> to make to make cohesive sense. So, the book I'm writing is going to transcend all, all, all basically all the cultures and um, and and um, make them cohesive. Essentially, one giant story to explain them all <laughs> in song, nonetheless. So, <clears throat> uh, the song doesn't rhyme. There's no rhymes in it, just so you know. But, you know, I looked at the Mahabharata, and none of that shit rhymed either. So, whatever. I'm just, you know, I'm just ripping one guy off. Whoever wrote that book. <laughs> Ved Vyasa. Um, what else has been going on here? Finally got, um, I, 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 and I understand this is not, you know, bodybuilding podcast, but, but like I said before, bodybuilding is a huge part of my life and it always will be weightlifting in general will remain as long as I've got limbs, I'm not going to stop. So that's just the way it is going to be. That said, um, I finally got the rest of my gym prepared. I'm only missing a couple of dumbbells here or there, but, um, it's nice, man. It's, uh, you know, back when I when when we lived in Michigan, uh, we had the the, the B and R basement gym is what we call them, the Bodybuilding Nerds Radio basement gym, and it was a great gym. All the stuff came from powerhouse gyms across Detroit metro area um, because of the contacts that I had at the time. And we put I put this I put this gym in my basement that was like I was like, whoa, I'm never gonna have a gym this cool again. There's no way I gotta live here forever. Well, a couple years go by and we end up moving all together and people end up buying the house because of the gym. Well, make a long story short, we're out of the gym when we move across country. <laughs> so <clears throat> I end up going to uh, all these other gyms and in the area, and Canada, and I'm just like, ah, kind of like shaking. You know, I was like, nothing is fitting the bill like I, like I need it to. And I understand times are changing and things are things are not like they were before and you know when you when you cut your teeth in the, in the, uh, on gyms in the in the 90s and the early 2000s and stuff and and uh, and that's what you you are used to and you see times change into the, into what the fuck chaos it is today with phones and new systems and new new uh, um, new equipment and weird equipment and the the mindset of people in the gym is just degraded and decayed into something that I don't, I don't even want to be a part of, man. When I see it, uh, so when I, I would go to these gyms and I realized, fuck, I can't do this shit anymore. This is gonna kill my love for training, and I can't have that happen. And I realized how spoiled I was, truly, <laughs> to have my own gym uh, uh, back in Michigan. So I was like, fuck it, it's time to bite the bullet. This is not something that you. Um, spend money on thinking it's an investment and it's going to help you and you can sell all these things and you can make back your money. Chances are you can't make back your money and it's not an investment. It's an investment to your own happiness and health, but it's not an investment into a place. I don't, it doesn't bring any extra value. It brings extra oomph. That's fine. Um, a selling point, if you would, you know, but fiscally, it, it doesn't really help. It, it, you know, it's, it's a lot of expense and capital from your pocket. Um, and it's really got to be worth it to you for, for the space that you have and for financial, <laughs> financially, if it's going to help you, because I can tell you right now that if all you had was a gym membership for the next 10 years, it would still be cheaper than buying all your own commercial grade equipment in your, own, in your, in your own house and creating your own gym. 
So that's the kind of investment that, you know, you're looking at up front. And you don't have to go crazy. You can get, you know, other things and, and be really, uh, um, um, you can be really uh, choosy about what you get and uh, real thrifty, too, at the same time. Um, and you can make it, you can make it so it's not ultra expensive. Definitely you can. But you're looking at a time investment there, too. And that's not something that I had time to do. Because I'm not just going to sit around and try to figure things out for the next three, four months when I was already in lockdown for four or five months without any proper weight training, you know. So it's, it's, it's about biting the bullet and getting it done. And uh, at the time it hurts, you know, it's like, uh, you know, like cutting off a piece of your own skin. You're like, ah, oh my God, this is worth it. And it is, it is. Once everything falls into place, I look at the gym because all the stuff is in there now. And I look at this gym and I can't believe this is my gym. This is like, wow. This is the best place I have ever been in my in my life. So, you know, life is good. You know, we've got these pandemics. We've got these fucked up things. You're mask wearing. You've got people hating other people because some people believe in this. And some people believe in this. And you've got clear lines of division. You've got gyms that are forever changed because of people's mentalities. Forever changed. And because of the way the governing system has changed the, the behavior of business ownership. Because now you have to... You have to acquiesce and do things that you normally wouldn't do, like forcing people to wear masks. Now they've got shirts, no shirts, no shoes, no no masks, no service. <laughs> you know? So things are changing and things are tightening up. So I have a feeling all the mask stuff will go away. I, I do. I just think it's a little bit of an introduction for the American people so that we could see what it would be like under democratic rule. Um, kind of, uh, you know sway your vote into voting for Trump because you can see you can see him the way he he spoke after his uh, you know he got better from the COVID and tore his mask off so he could talk to the people and he said it out he said with his own words COVID is not to be scared of you don't live your life based on fear around COVID-19 we look at me I beat it you could beat it too (laughs) that's this is the thing this is the thing that's always it's always been the thing you know, it's, it's always been the votes. None of this pandemic actually has to do with any pandemic. Think, to your, think about it, man. Think about the words pandemic and what you know of pandemics from pop culture, from his, history, historical culture, it, uh, from, from anything. You're, you're talking about a mass amounts of death, not, not the hundred thousands of deaths, millions and millions of deaths. Pandemics are such that you would have someone in your family that you knew that was dead. Because of this pandemic, the, the virus specifically, all right, a very specific viral death. You would have someone in your family that was dead. One of your friends would be dead. Someone in your neighborhood would be dead. You would know various dead, dead happenings from a virus. You would know them if this was a pandemic. Maybe it would only be three or four or four or five. But if everybody knew two or three or three or four or four or five, you would have millions of deaths, millions across the de- across the globe. Is that happening? No, I don't know anybody who's died from COVID nineteen specifically. I haven't. I don't, nobody in my family has gotten sick even. You know, no, no, nobody in my nobody in my neighborhood is, is dead. Nobody, nobody I know of. Life is going on as usual. I've had nephews and nieces that have gotten sick in the last few months. You know why? Because they're fucking children. That's why. And children get sick. You know, if you're, eight, you're beyond the age of, if you're under the age of 25, you're still a child. And and those guys are getting sick every flu season. 
every re-entry into school, every 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 uh, uh, every dorm season that there is. I mean, these kids are kids. That's how immunity helps. That's how you grow. That's how your own your own DNA gets stronger. You get sick, you beat it, you move on. <clears throat> COVID nineteen hadn't killed anybody. They had to force numbers to where they are today, to where COVID nineteen plus car accidents are are, are 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 in the same fucking category of death. You know, so if you tested positive for COVID nineteen, you die in a car accident. Well, yet that death is now a COVID nineteen death. You see, this is <laughs> this is not. This is not some crazy brown guy with his made-up thoughts. These are the fucking numbers that are on the CDC. Go look yourself. You'll figure it out. And I hope that you do. I hope somebody, I hope everybody does. I really do, because this is truly the greatest crime against humanity um, that, we've, that I've experienced in my 41 years of being alive. Um, nine, I mean, there have been, they've been so many crimes against humanity, but this one... This one's a lot more tragic, I think, because of um, because and not because of the people that died, because nobody died from this thing. Specifically, nobody died from this thing. Not enough. Certainly not enough for it to be caused a pandemic or even an epidemic in that fashion. The damage has come from the legislative changes because of this so-called pandemic, and the damages have come to family units. and, and friendships and understand and, and basically be, being a human being the damages have come because whether or not this COVID go, goes away you are forever going to have people that are going to change their lives moving forward because of the potential of any other viral outbreak and that's just the way that it is people are going to change their lives they have changed their lives and that's the major damage here man <clears throat> 2018 is never to be again 2019, never to be again. 2020 and moving forward is all going to be very different. Now, it'll be a whole lot more different under Democratic rule, I can promise you that. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it will be under Republican rule, too. I don't know. They're both the same. They all extend from the same fucking arm. So unless there's there's a war going on that we don't know about against the the governing Democrats and Republicans and all that bullshit fighting against the Federal Reserve, who is the long arm of all the Republicans and Democrats and all the other parties that there is. Unless there's a fight against the Federal Reserve uh, that controls the banking systems altogether, there'll never be any change. And there's, 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 there's rumblings around that that is what Trump has been doing behind the scenes, and that is why they've been so upset with him over the news and <laughs> why the DNC just dis- despises this guy. It's because of that. Because in the background, and you're not going to hear about it on the fucking news, who, the news isn't just a puppet of the DNC, nothing more. And so you're definitely not going to hear about Trump waging war against the, against the Federal Reserve and, and the global banking system and trying to create an economy that is independent of the global banking system. That is what they're really scared about. Because when you don't have that federal money, the Federal Reserve money, and you, you've got an economy that's, that's working all on its own without it, kind of like North Korea. <laughs> I don't know how well things are working, but they're not borrowed from the Federal Reserve. And all you hear is nasty stuff about North Korea, when really, we don't even know. We have no fucking idea. 
we have rhetoric and bullshit and by the media saying that this guy's the most evil guy. King Jong-un, he's, he's the most evil guy that there is. And North Korea is, is a devastating, disgusting pit, a cesspool because of his, his control. You know, he's a nasty person that kills families and starves people and eats dogs and cats and stuff. That's what the news would have you believe. But you don't know for sure. We don't know for sure. I don't know any North Koreans. You can't even fly into fucking North Korea. How are you going to do? How are you going to know anything? And trust the media? Come on. I don't think so. And for the same reason, you got to look at what they're doing with the, with Trump. Like, why? They hate this guy so much. Why? It's got to be because of something other than his fucking, you know, his, him being Trump and him being the way that he is. You know. So that's the rumblings that there that there is changing the uh, changing the uh, economic structure of things for the USA moving forward, and that's what Trump has really been trying to do this entire time, and now uh, the Democratic Party is pushing all this COVID mask stuff and Black Lives Matter and this and that, waging war across the U.S. and and, and it's all going to end up biting them all in in their ass, and maybe that was their plan to begin with. I don't know. But all I can tell you is, man, that if Trump leaves the office, no one's watching the news ever again because it'll be boring as fuck. And that's the main thing. You'll see. So that's politics for you. No one likes politics. Politics is, is, has been like the, the dividing, the, the like the the div, definitive uh, dividing factor among all humans, basically since the beginning of government. <laughs> you know. You, know, you just can't get everybody to get along. You can't, and you never will, regardless of if there's truth out there or if there isn't. People are people. They're kind of fucking dumb. They're going to do their own thing. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Easily swayed one way or another. That's what we are. Most people are just sheep, and that's unfortunate, but that is the truth. You know, see them all day, all the time. So let's end this... Uh, and this, uh, this this episode here, this is episode 13, I think. Diary entry 13 with uh, something a little bit more on the lighter note of things. Um, I'm not a fish guy. I, I, I don't like fish, the food. I don't like the way they look. I don't think they can be trusted. <laughs> they, they smell terrible. I know they're supposed to be good for you. Um, and I know that they've got EPA and DHA in their own... Uh, in their own fat cells and you know intramuscular f- fatty sources are all high in EPA and DHA. You know, in in in, in most seaborne fish, you know, not necessarily. Yeah, lake fish too, because they they feed. They're mostly bottom feeder fish, and that's where you get their um, you know their 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 EPA and DHA uptake from. And then that's kind of where we get it from too. Uh, we we would we would get it from otherwise. We would get it from you know beef. That was free roaming or deer free roaming, bison free roaming. We would get all the necessary EPA and DHA that we would need. But in today's corn-fed world, you if you buy beef from the grocery store or chicken from the gro- any meats from the grocery store, even fish hell from the grocery store, unless it's you know uh, troll caught, sea caught, whatever it is, um, or uh, um, not farm raised essentially, um, you're getting stuff that's all devoid of almost any nutrients other than protein and fat you know so you're not getting any of the uh, EPA DHA you're not getting any of uh, the the vitamin A D E and K you know the fat soluble vitamins that you would get from 
that you would otherwise get from like free roaming animals, um, grass fed animals, that sort of that sort of thing. And that's why that's why they you know people have gone over into 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 eating fish um, to to get those intermediates specifically those intermediates and and of course the natural sources of the fat soluble vitamins and stuff. And um, that's all well and good. And I think that there was a specific time period in our ancient history where we had we had a lot of waterfaring cultures, and it was that way for a, 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 such a long time that it changed our our bodies into having more flipper like feet like we have today, <laughs> you know, um, and and uh, hair body body hair that is that that was starting to dwindle i think originally we had a ton of body hair all of us and now we've come to a point where basically no females have body hair you know and and most guys don't have that much body hair there's a lot of hairy motherfuckers out there still so that gene clearly is pretty strong but even the hairy guys today couldn't hold a candle to the hairy guys from a couple million years ago (laughs) okay so there was some sort of change aquatic change in our history where we were swimming around to catch food um, and we did that for so long that we made evolutionary changes into our own DNA to impact us physically to be able to do that. Now, we were only only able to be in the in the aquatic environment for short periods of time because we're traditionally still land animals, and that's the way we are. And I think during that ancient time period is when, you know, the, the fish eating started because I don't think the earth was providing well at, at that time. For, for agriculture, or maybe it was it was such that they didn't know how to agriculture at the time. You know, um, the earth was the earth at the time. Our fucking entire solar system was completely different, and with different vegetation, different flora, fauna, animals. You know, you got to think. You think back to a time when there was stuff everywhere that could kill you, including giant bird-like dinosaurs, right? Everywhere, carnivorous dinosaurs. Omnivorous di- dinosaurs, vegetative dinosaurs, all those things. But the atmosphere was such that we were different too. You know, we were uh, adapted to that atmosphere with changes to our bodies, however they w- would have been. Um, but one of those things would have been um, development into survival in aquatic areas. Um, and I think that's that's one of the major reasons why we have lost a lot of our body hair. And we continue to lose body hair because we're not aquatic at all anymore, essentially. Because we don't, you know, we don't, we don't need it. Maybe, maybe now we're just getting hairier. <laughs> maybe now it's, it's moving back, back to where, you know, things are. I, I don't think so. I think that uh, because we wear clothes now, that the body hair is just not necessary. And we've been wearing clothes now for at least a, like two, two three thousand years, four thousand years. That's not enough to change DNA, but it's enough to get things moving in the right direction to where body hair will be completely, probably devoid in the next, say, I don't know, 26,000 years if we survive. (laughs) I don't know. But during that time, you know, that's that's when when we would have been eating sea creatures, fish, squid, octopus, whatever we could catch, essentially. And that was our food. And I think that uh, it, it got into our own DNA that some people that even t- that even that extension has gone on to this day, to where some cultures love seafood, some cultures fucking hate seafood, and then some people are in between. They're you know mostly you know American diet, but they could you know like a slice of fish here and there is pretty good, you know. 
a nice change, a different source of protein. You know, it's, it's not a bad bad thing. I don't know how those people. I think there's something wrong with them. I think you got to be on one side or the other with fish. I think you should be loving it or you should be hating it. And if you love fish, I don't think you'd be trusted as a human being. I, I, nothing personal. I just think that um, there's two kinds of people, the fish type and the non-fish type. And then the ones that are in between, I don't know if they can be trusted either, <laughs> to be honest with you. It's like, what? you better make a decision, okay? Fish or no fish? Go one way or the other. I'm going to stick with beef and stuff that roams around, stuff that doesn't freak me out when I see it, you know. Now, we, well, I mean, we could talk about, like, you know, the slaughtering of those animals and the slaughtering of fish. I, I would I would be happier killing a fish than I would be killing a cow. I can't look into those eyes and kill that animal. But I can look into a fish's eyes. I'll still feel bad. But I would feel a lot more bad by killing a cow than I would by killing a fish. Because if I kill the fish and throw it back in the lake or whatever, it's getting, it's, it's getting back into the food chain immediately. You know? I don't feel as bad. Plus, they're disgusting animals, and I don't trust them. So, I'm on that side of the fence when it comes to the fish stuff. And as a result, you know, in my entire bodybuilding career, you know, I only went, we only went through uh, like a one or two year period where all I ate was fish. And I only did that because I wanted to be a bodybuilder. I was young, and, and I didn't know any better. <laughs> and I thought that's what she had to do. So that's what I did. That's what I was told to do. So I did that. And man, oh man, was that the roughest two years of my dietary life ever. To this day, I, I, I gag and choke on fish, tuna, and whatever else. I have to mentally prepare myself days in advance if I know I'm going to have a tuna meal or a salmon meal. Or if that's potentially in my future somehow, I need, I need a good week in advance of knowing that. So I can prepare myself for the disgusting smells and tastes that are going to come along with it. And sometimes I can suck it up because it is great protein. And, of course, it's a great source of EPA and DHA as long as it's not farm-raised. And those are the things I think about as I put the fish in my mouth and swallow it down with some sugar-free iced tea. <laughs> as it swims its way down into my belly. Oh, swimming about in my guts. Getting destroyed by my hydrochloric acid. Swimming around with goldfish down there. Um, so, yeah, I'm not a fish guy. I don't think anybody should be fish people, but I get it. I do get it. I, I you know, the different cultures, different people, different different strokes for different folks. I get it. But um, that's that's where the that's where the love for fish came from, I believe. And I think that's why um, when things get ingrained into our DNA, they're hard to get out, man. You know, just like fear. Fear is something that's been ingrained in our DNA because of all the catastrophes and cataclysms and. Um, and, uh, and uh, that we've had, that we've experienced as a human race, um, not within the last ten thousand years, but within the last, say, oh, I don't know, a couple million, <laughs> we've experienced some some pretty fucking crazy stuff, and uh, that fear is uh, in our DNA. And you know what? Today's government knows about it, and they know about that fear. All humans know about that fear, but today's government they like to uh, dictate your life and your thoughts and your choices by tapping in to those primordial fear uh, fear links in your DNA that are so strong because, um, you know, the scary shit that's happening today that people are scared of, it ain't nothing compared to the stuff that we would have had gone through uh, uh, during, during, during actual cataclysms that are happening in our fucking atmosphere and our sky because of different planetary orbits and the different changes happening with our own solar system. 
those cataclysms, those are the ones that uh, gave us humans the fear, the thoughts of fear, and all things scary, all things that go bump in the night. It's because of that, that ancient history, that ancient memory in our DNA. Yeah, and our, you know, our, our, top, our top government officials know all about it. All the deep state, they know all about it. And it's clear they've been using fear as a weapon for the last hundreds and hundreds of years against humanity. And it works every time. So, it's like the president says, man. Don't be scared of COVID. Don't be scared of any of that stuff. Don't be scared of viruses. Live your life. Be happy. Don't, you don't, there will be a time when we won't have to wear masks anymore. And it's coming soon. So, brace yourselves. Uh, this episode, th- this episode thirteen. I don't know. If, I, I don't know when the next episode will be. All right, this, this I'm just going by the seat of my pants at this point. The, my book has all my attention, essentially, um, and so uh, I'm kind of, I'm going to kind of do this as as one would with a diary book of their own, whenever they feel the need to get their thoughts out, uh, or when they start developing more severe Tourette syndrome, which I have been lately. Then you know it's uh, it's time for an entry. So uh, this was it. Diary entry number 13. It's October 7th, 2020. Let's close this diary book. And remember, if you are a truth seeker, just follow the money trail. I'll talk to me later. Everything is fake. Everything is fake.